It is time for the end of the regular season, start of the postseason edition of State Champs Indiana Hang Time, presented by Lawrence Technological University. You have the dream of playing college sports. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports, including men's and women's basketball. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. More on that later in the program. My name is Greg Rakestraw. I am joined by Bob Stambazzi. Hello, my friend. How you doing? Good morning. Uh, it just, I, I, I'm still so excited from the last past week that I'm ready to go for this week. What can I say? I was going to say that, that you know, normally we kind of gloss over the last week of the regular right. season because we're so focused on what's about to happen from a postseason perspective. Mm-hmm. I had such a busy week. I had I had seven games in six days. I had a Stambazzi-like schedule. Um, if you limit that to just boys basketball, I had four games last week, and I thought there were, if not all of them, they were worth commentating on. Uh, at least three of them were. But as always, I open the floor to you first. Uh, how did you wrap up your boys basketball regular season? You know, Greg, we, we were at Wabash this past week, and Wabash has struggled this year. Uh, but he's been mixing up. He's been very young, very inexperienced. And I, I will say this, the puzzle is starting to come together. Those pieces are starting to fit. Wabash beats a decent Eastern team at home. Uh, Joe Leland uh, gets 29 on the night for the Apaches. And then on Friday night, we go up to what we think is going to be a blowout. Manchester should have handled uh, Northfield easy. Well, here's another team that is starting to put uh, their season together at the right time at the end of the season and playing well. Manchester wins the ball game, but not by the 30 points everybody, even Northfield's coach would have said, normally we lose by 30. But uh, they got within uh, uh, four points in this game, and Manchester wins by 10. And to me, the stage is set for this week's uh, sectional play because we ended the season, what I think, on a very positive watching two teams that have struggled all year get better. And here we go into the tournament. We got to see a wide variety of teams last week. So I had my Monrovia and Cloverdale. Monrovia is now 3A enrollment-wise, and, and it is a step up. They won their first sectional in nearly 20 years, two years ago at the 2A level. But stepping up from 2A to 3A is is a big jump for them. Uh, they're they're – a bit younger this year. They've got seniors that, that weren't asked maybe to do as much or to carry as much of a heavy load as they were until this year. They had an under 500 record, but they've won their last couple of games. And they're in a seven-team sectional in which they drew the bye. Now, they're in a sectional that has been nominated by a team that I saw on Friday night in Danville that suffered their second straight loss to end the season, beaten by Avon after losing to 2A North Putnam on Saturday night. But Danville is still 14-4, and one of the top teams in their sectional. It's a very balanced sectional where they're all heading to Frankfurt. Uh, Frankfurt's got their best team in four or five years. Crawfordsville is good. Greencastle is in that sectional, led by Brody Whitaker, the all-time leading scorer for the Tiger Cubs, who will play at Marion University. Uh, And they won the Wabash Valley Classic, which is a big deal in Terre Haute, a 16-team tournament, one of all of two that take place in the state of Indiana, the other one being the Marion County Tournament. Uh, And so Greencastle's got something special. But so having the bye in such a balanced field and in a seven-teamer where you're the only one playing two games is a big deal. 
So Monrovia, you know, is not a team that's going to be talked about in that Frankfurt sectional going in, but they're a good basketball team. On Tuesday night, I had Warren Central demolishing Pike 67-42, controlled the first quarter, and then outscored Pike 17-2, or 19-2, excuse me, to finish the to finish the fourth quarter of that game. Warren Central is remarkably unique. They are 18 and 6, and their six losses have all come to other top 10 teams. They bring 6'6 six, six off the bench. They start 6'5, six, 6'7, six, and 6'8. They've got a couple of three-year guys that are in the backcourt. They are as not talked about as any good team in the state of Indiana. <clears throat> because simply put, again, they're more famous for their losses than they are their wins. <laughs> their best win of the season was South Bend Adams. South Bend Adams' only loss of the season uh, that took place at the end of January. Warren is as talented as any team I've seen all year. It's a matter of making the pieces fit. And it certainly appears that for the last game of the regular season, all the pieces fit together rather nicely. The next high school game I had was Thursday night, and we had a chance to go see Bloomington South. And Bloomington South is a team that has now won 20 or more games in seven consecutive seasons. It's a team that joins Carmel that has the longest active sectional championship streak going at six years in a row. Of course, they have the winningest coach in the history of Indiana high school basketball in J.R. Holmes, who has now won 856 games in his 51 years as a varsity basketball head coach. But it's a Bloomington South team that they were the only undefeated team in the state last year when everything shut down after the sectional round. They finished 26-0. They graduated five of their top seven, including Mr. Basketball Anthony Leal, now playing in Indiana University, and their top returning player in Connor Hickman that's going to play at Bradley. Um, Connor busted his shoulder before the season started, and he is done for – he is, he will not play this year. He is done for the season, will not play a single minute. We saw them on December the 8th, playing at Bar-Reeve. has been the number one team in 1A all season long. But it was remarkable to see Bloomington South, the team that wanted to slow the tempo against Bar-Reeve. Um, that Bloomington South team was not a couple of starters uh, as, as they have had for the second half of the season. It's a Bloomington South team that scored 22 points in a loss earlier this year at Terre Haute North, who's good, but nothing special. Bloomington South is now 20 and four. <laughs> Bloomington South is shooting 40% from three point range, 50% from the field. It's not the typical Bloomington South teams in Bloomington South team in terms of, you know, overall caliber of talent. But there is something bad to be said about the culture of winning. This is where I'm going to have you jump in. Again, South is, is, is there, they don't match the talent of the top teams in 4A this year. But here they are with 20 wins. And again, they've, they've got a bit more of an open path than, than some of the other schools do. I would say they're in the weakest of the four regionals this year in terms of 4A basketball. But at the same time, a team that graduated Mr. Basketball and basically ended up returning one rotational piece from a season ago, and they're sitting here at 20 wins. What do you think about that, Bob? Remarkable. Uh, dedication. 
commitment. I mean, what else can you say? It's a program uh, that, uh, and I believe this, Greg, and, and I talk a lot about this with kids. It's something that kids that are in fifth and sixth grade say, I want to be on that program. Yep. I want to be there. And they are willing to commit uh, to getting to be at that stage of the game of life uh, that we talk about. But you also have to look at the parents, the commitment they make. And, and it is just, to me, uh, astounding uh, what they're able to accomplish, <laughs> especially this year after losing what they lost off of last year's team. Uh, it, but let's face it, coaching is no longer a three-month sport. It is a 13-month sport. I know there's only 12 months, but these coaches never stop. And uh, you just got to tip your hat for their commitment to these kids to get them to the point with 20-plus with wins. It, it's just remarkable. Just By remarkable. the way, um, you can do the math. If I say JR's 51 years as a head coach, yeah. um, JR's 74. For those that don't know, JR's still the athletic director at Bloomington South High School as well. I mean, he is literally 19 years past when you could retire and still coach if you wanted to, because he's been an educator that long. For those who know the formula in the state of Indiana, if you're a full-time educator, you combine your years of experience plus your age. And once you get to 85, you're eligible for retirement. Jared could have done that two decades ago. <laughs> he hasn't. He's still the AD. He's still the head basketball coach. Um, his, I love this. His grandkids call him coach, not grandpa, not pappy, not papa, not gramps. Coach is what they call him. It's what he is. Uh, and, and this is one of his best coaching jobs. Lincoln South has not had a losing season in 26 years. Now, their schedule, their sexual is not going to be easy. Uh, Columbus North and Bloomington North are both teams that are huge question marks going in because they were, for as, much, as far as 4A schools have been concerned, they have been as affected schedule-wise as, as anybody in the state. Uh, Columbus North has not played since February the 6th. They had another COVID pause at that time, and they just said, you know what? We are done for the regular season. We'll see you in March. So who knows what to expect from Columbus North and Bloomington North has played now the last week, and it hasn't been good. They've got losses to Covenant Christian in New Albany, um, and they didn't play Bloomington North for Bloomington South this year. Neither did Columbus North. And so usually Bloomington South is the heavy favorite of that group. I think they are this year. They are record-wise. I don't know if they are talent-wise. But still, the job that JR has done this year is as good as any coaching job he has ever done in a career that spans five decades. The other game I wanted to get to before we start talking about what's going to take place this week across the state of Indiana is the Avon Danville game I had on Friday night. Bob, off the top of your head, what's the most threes you can think of of a team that has hit in a game you've called? I've called 16. Okay. I had 18 in my game on Friday night. From an Avon team that had five wins on the season coming in. Now, Danville is a great 3A program, one of the best in the state. Avon's in the top 20, 25 in terms of enrollments. And Avon came in with a record of 5-14, and 14, and nine of those 14 losses had been by single digits. So they're a team that's better than the record would indicate. And of their five, now six wins on the year, literally half have been from teams from their own sectional. And their best team in the sectional this year is Plainfield, who finishes the year with two losses, 
Plainfield beat Avon in overtime opening game of the season before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So it's an Avon team that clearly they're hoping they have found the magic formula going into the postseason. They too drew a bye in a six-team sectional. But imagine that, Baz, as your last regular season performance heading into the postseason, you knock home 18 threes in 32 minutes. Well, my question is, did they fall in love with it or did the shot find them? And the way it sounds, what you're telling me, the shot found them and and, and they drained it because uh, we just saw a game the other day where a team uh, got 16 of 28 uh, three-point shots. So if that shot finds you, it sounds like they got some outstanding shooters just coming into themselves right now. Yeah, I don't, and they're on the season, they're about a mid-30s three-point shooting team, which I think is pretty good for high school basketball. Mm-hmm. They make just shy of six a game. It was one of those games where just <laughs> they got into a rhythm early and it just kept going. Krishan McCray, who's a really a good football player as well, I think he's had an interesting choice in about a year mm-hmm. as to which sport he's going to play, a 5'11 guard that's also really good running back at Avon, had in 10 games, had 900 yards of total offense rushing and receiving for the Orioles last year or this past fall in football. Uh, It's an Avon team that's without a couple of key pieces, and it's an Avon team that had three kids transfer out. So literally of the kids that are starting, McCray might have been the only kid that would have legitimately started this year had it not played out that way. Um, And so they're, again, six-win team, but a team that has a lot more confidence than that, kind of like Monrovia that I mentioned off the top. Uh, that drew the buy that uh, always is a bit of a help. Before we go any further, if you're a student athlete and feel you've been overlooked by universities, Lawrence Technological University has a unique program for you to recruit yourself. Take a listen. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back. All right. Regular season, rearview mirror. Second season underway. Um, I have looked at the forecast. The typical sectional snow ain't coming. Nothing but sunshine over the course of the next seven days. So we will see wall-to-wall basketball Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Where are you posting up this week, Coach? Well, we're going to start out the week of uh, Tuesday and Wednesday at Bluffton uh, for that sectional uh, with Wabash taking on Whitco. And then on Wednesday, uh, Wa- uh, Manchester will take on Manus Grant. But I got to throw this out, if I can, Greg, about this sectional. Now, everybody's looking at the sectional at uh, at Bluffton uh, because of Blackhawk Christian. Well, sure. I understand that. But a team that is, that is playing awfully good is Madison Grant and another yep. team in South Adams. Uh, doing some reading the other day, uh, Mr. Arnold from South Adams went over the 1,000 point in basketball. Now, Greg, he missed a full season plus a third, and this kid still was able to put a 1,000 points on the board. Just a phenomenal individual effort. But even though we're looking at Blackhawk Christian to kind of get through this, you still got a very tough South Adams team uh, sitting there, and also Madison Grant is, is – uh, is pretty good. I, I said Mass Grant, Adam Central. I saw <laughs> right. 
Yeah, Madison Grant is in Blackford yeah, section, Blackford, section number thirty-nine. Yes, and again, for those who don't know, uh, the Arnold kid that uh, that that Bob is referencing, fantastic quarterback, and is going to play at Marion University, uh, and uh, so he may be playing against our sponsor, Lawrence Tech, at some point in the near future, and led the Starfires to the one A state championship game. But again, Blackhawk Christian is a is a different animal for everybody. At the two A level, there's a handful of teams I think that can, can compete, and Shenandoah has shown that they can because they took Blackhawk to overtime in the championship game of the Hall of Fame Classic. But Blackhawk Christian is the team that again that is the heavy favorite in two A, and I felt this way last year, and I and even though I think the gap is closer, I feel this way again this year. They are the heaviest favorite going into the state tournament. Uh, even though there are some 2A teams that have some generational talents. Luke Brown at Blackford, obviously the fifth leading scorer in the history of the state of Indiana. Lincoln Hale for Linton Stockton is the leading scorer in the history of Greene County basketball. And that covers some really good teams over the course of, of the last 100 years plus that have played at, at, at those schools. Again, Shenandoah, you don't point to one guy, you point to several players. Uh, that, uh, that that make up that team, including Dave McCullough's son. And Dave is as good as any coach, obviously, in the state of Indiana as he approaches 600 wins. But again, Blackhawk is the heavy favorite in 2A. I get to have one of the two sectionals that will be most talked about in the state of Indiana this week. I'm lucky. I get to be sectional number 10, which is kind of where I get to hang out most years. Uh, <laughs> last year, it was LC and LN and Cathedral and Attics that both drew each other on Wednesday night. In other words, you had a rematch of the county championship game followed by a rematch of the city championship game. In some sense, it's a bit more spread out this year. In fact, Attics is in the other half of the bracket from Cathedral and LN. And LC is better than I thought they would be as all teams enter this sectional above 500 on the year. But but there are four ranked teams in the top 10. And I have a feeling, and again, for those that will let you behind the curtain a little bit here, Bob and I record this on Monday. The polls come out on Tuesday. Obviously, sectional play starts on Tuesday night. Addicts got walloped by Carmel on Tuesday. I kind of get the feeling Addicts is going to drop out of, of the top 10 uh, in this week's poll. But they still have a relatively easier path. There's no easy path in that sectional. They play Tech in game number one. They await North Central. Then if they win that game and who gets the bye for the second straight year, North Central's been playing really well. Addicts beat North Central in a competitive game right before Christmas uh, in mid to late December. That's likely one semifinal. But clearly the headline matchup is Cathedral and LN, two top four teams that see each other on the second night of the draw. Coach, your thoughts about that one? Oh, man, Greg. I mean, this is just going to be a slobber knocker of a ball game. It, it's really a matchup that I think a lot of people are kind of looking forward to. I know a lot of them would like to see it later. But, man, oh, man, uh, you know, you see these teams, and all I get to do is read about them. And there just got to be some explosive athleticism out there. In your mind, though, the question to you, how fast a pace game will this be? Uh, now that it's sectional time. You know, it's funny that everybody associates LN with flying up and down the floor, and that's not really how they play. Now, if a team wants to play that way, and Cathedral does, they are capable of doing that. 
but and in part this year, it's kind of survival instinct because of the numbers they play, they really want to play seven and, and, and no more than that. That And Jack has always been a guy that plays a lot of half court zone. Ellen does not mind playing the slowdown game. Two years ago, I mean, they and Warren Central played a game that was in the 20s uh, in, in the sectional semifinal, a game that Warren Central somehow came back to win uh, because they had like 11 points going to the fourth quarter uh, and, and, and they still managed to, to, to win that game. Um, and so Ellen is kind of a chameleon team. In other words, like some teams like Carmel, you're going to play in the 50s. There, there's no way around it. You're, you're playing their tempo. LN will pretty much ask when you start the game, hey, how you guys want to play? And, and then they'll play along with you. So Cathedral wants to play as fast as any of the 4A teams in this area does. And LN may be able to go up and down the floor with them. Um, but if we're looking at this game becomes a battle of tempo, it would be LN would be the team that would slow that one down. I think, and you've heard me say this before, when, if you look at that big four and four A, if you ask me what I think the most talented group is, I honestly think it's Cathedral. I really do. And I think they're the deepest uh, of that bunch. Although this is the deepest Carmel team that they have had because they in the past have played seven, maybe eight. They have no problem playing nine this year does Carmel. Um, Cathedral plays nine. Uh, I've told people I think Cathedral might be the most talented team. They could easily be done with their season by 730 on Wednesday night just because of the caliber opponent they, they play. So I have no idea, Baz, who's coming out of that sectional. No clue. It could be any one of three or four different teams. But I know it's a great sectional every year, and I've been really lucky I think I have broadcast every game of that sectional for four or five of the last six years. And it, I'm exceedingly lucky that's the one that's in my backyard uh, because it, it's so much fun every year. I wish we could have the normal crowds that we have that we had a year ago, the fight for tickets. We're not going to have that this year, but again, we're playing. The other schedule or the other sectional that clearly deserves a mention from a ranking standpoint, only one that could match sectional 10, it's sectional 63 at the 1A level. Number one, number two, number four, and a team that I think will be in the top 10 this week is Orleans that's part of that group. Okay. But all play in the same sectional at North Davies. Again, Bar Reeve has been the unquestioned number one in 1A this year. Uh, but Ligoti and North Davies have been as close to them as, as anybody has all year. North Davies has really landed some great wins the last couple of weeks, including beating a three hay ranked team in Sullivan on Friday night on a banked in three in, in their final game of the regular season. Just Bob, your thoughts about that great pocket of small school basketball in Southwestern Indiana. Well, it's phenomenal. I mean, to have that load up, as I like to call it, of, of area schools being that competitive. And, and I got my fingers crossed. I got to tell you this. Uh, they loosened up the load up here for people to get into arenas. I hope it kind of trickles down down there because this is a, an opportunity to see some great basketball. But when you're looking at Bar Reeve and, and, and Orleans and, and Lagudi and North Davis, I mean, let's face it, Greg, those are historic names. In, in Indiana basketball yep. lore. This is what makes, to me, Hoosier hysteria uh, so fantastic, these small schools that bring it day in 
and day out. This uh, this Orleans program down the last couple of years by Tom Bradley's standards, but they were a frequent, at least regional, if not semi-state participant for many, many years. It is also somewhat new that they are in this sectional. They have kind of been bumped west in, in the last kind of grouping of teams. Uh, and so, uh, you know, they have run into a buzzsaw a little bit the last couple of years as far as Barib is concerned. And again, I think Barib is a massive favorite in 1A, if they could survive the weekend, uh, just because, again, Ligoti beat him in the regular season last year. This is the best team that North Davies has had since they made the semi-state some 10 years ago. Because the, the opportunities because of Ligoti and Barree for North Davies and Coach Brent Dalrymple have been few and far between. They've been really good most years. They just haven't been able to get over the hump that has been Barree. Even Ligoti has only made it past Barree, you know, on, on a couple of occasions. So Barreve is the favorite, but I honestly believe the best chance for them to be knocked off in the 1A tournament, and no offense to Couch, is a really good story from the North, comes at the sectional level. Barreve gets past Saturday, Katie barred the door uh, because Barreve is, is likely off and running in the 1A uh, championship mm-hmm. chase. Anything else for the good of the cause today, my friend? Uh, just, just everybody be safe, go to the games, get out there, support it when you can. It's going to be a blast. It's Indiana like Indiana should be. Hysteria time. So happy we get to do it again, Baz. We'll do it next week. We'll talk about the uh, big surprises from the sectional week and the huge matchups come regional weekend. Enjoy sectional week, buddy. We'll talk soon. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. For, for Bob Stan Bazzi and Wes Wolf behind the scenes, this is Greg Rankstraw. Thank you for listening to State Champs Indiana Hang Time, presented by Lawrence Technological University. <laughs>